Right, T, would you like to do the intro? Why you are I'll, I'll help you through it. <laughs> what do I say? Well, firstly, you say, warning. Warning. This podcast may contain bad language. This podcast may contain bad language. And scenes that some people... And scenes that some people... May not want to hear T. May not want to hear T. And find him offensive. And find him offensive. To look at. To look at. And be around. And also be around. And have him suck them off. And that's the limit. Welcome to the Seesaw Podcast with Tea and Cleves. Each week, offering up a great perspective on life. Ah, oh, I'm glad I had you coddle and guide me through that intro, because I've never done one before. Mm, well done. Do you want to try, try it again by yourself, or do you want me to I think I need slap to... and rub you while, you're, while you do it? What I really need is for you to like lean over my you. shoulder, even though it's my responsibility, and you do it for me. Mm, okay. Well, would you like me to help you make a cheese sandwich? Well, ask Dan. I'm not going to. He loves cheese sandwiches, I assume. And not once did we ever question whether he actually likes cheese sandwiches. Oh, cardinal sin. I'm more of a wafer-thin ham man myself. What about with cheese? Yeah, I mean, if you've got both going on. What about a pre-sliced cheese? Mm, if it's Cathedral City, yeah, I'm on board. So basically we're saying that skill was completely debunked by technology. What I'm saying is if I can afford to buy pre-sliced medial meat... Cathedral City Cheese, I'm middle class. Pound for master, mate. Get five slices, that's five sandwiches. Five slices of cheese for a pound? You're fucking up. You're a rich boy again here. Fuck me. Oh, I can buy five slices of cheese for a pound when every other fucker's got to buy a co-op block for £2.25 just to get the family by. Fuck you. I think we're getting off track. Let me just adjust my monocle when we get started. Welcome to Seesaw, episode 50, the late 50s. How are things, Cleves? I'm good, mate. How are you? I am adequate. Great. Good podcast material, that. Yes, I think so. I think adequacy is what you can expect in every episode. Here's what I think. The last uh, couple of episodes, I've enjoyed more, but I think that's the that's the wine talking for me. We have been drinking wine As rather than beer. beer. <laughs> and I think it gets you a little bit further along. It's New Year's, so we've had to switch, you know, to something slightly more... Stronger. In your case, rich, I was going to say. <laughs> For every beer, a bottle of beer, you're now drinking a bottle of... Moet. That, that is alcoholism, not <laughs> richness. Well, a bit both. If you're rich enough that you don't have to go to work and can sit around drinking all day... Excellent. So, let's crack on. So, we're now on Reddit. I alluded to it briefly at the end of the last episode, but we're now on Reddit. My question is, have you read it? Well, that's the whole point of Reddit, isn't it? No. So, we're now on Reddit. <laughs> you can find us at r slash seesaw podcast. sexy. And we've actually got a significant amount of feedback off of last week's episode. I didn't think Braille would be this fucking controversial, but apparently... If you put in Reddit... Braille or fail. Braille or fail. People get really, really riled up about this. Like, Why? 
Everyone knows Braille's for for the fucking birds. So who's who's con- championing that shit? Au contraire, mon ami. Oh, lucky who's learned French. Someone really <laughs> has been doing nothing all week. Hey, I've been drinking that French wine and brushing up on my Francaise. Brushing up on my dance. <laughs> I don't know what that is. That's got French to... for teeth, you're welcome. I haven't got to dance yet. I'm working my food. Just dunce. I'm working... <laughs> you're a dick. I'm my special hat. I can't wear that anymore. Works with French alphabetically. Learn all the A words first, regardless of what they mean. Oral. Thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> you're such a derailing dickhead. No, you've not got to D yet. No. <laughs> oh, that's a lie. You've been uh, you've been you've been on D since day one. Yeah, I know. Well, anyway, let's get back on track. Thirty. So. Thirty. People have been a little bit sort of, uh, needless to say, a bit passionate about our what we brought up about Braille being redundant with technology. We still stand by what we said, don't we? Oh, bringing me into it now, eh? What, do you still stand by what you said? Oh, yeah, I'm never going to learn Braille. Yeah. I'm going to learn how to use technology, more so. Don't get Braille, get a phone. <laughs> that's my <laughs> moniker. I mean, that's completely fair, and that's what I have recommended to people. So we'll just go through a couple bits of feedback. We have a piece of feedback from Retro Lentil Morose. Cool name, bro. So they basically said that they use a refreshing Braille display, which we didn't cover in the episode, and it allows them to read a little more than they did with paper. Mm. What makes it so refreshing? So refreshing... The vitamin C in it. (laughs) Oh, that orange zestiness. (laughs) So a refreshing Braille display is essentially a... A4 piece of paper, or they come in different sizes. And imagine like there's little dots on it, and they all raise up like a Kindle. It's it's basically a Braille Kindle. And then like you push the next page, and it just raises them up differently. So instead of having the big bulky books, the reason we didn't cover this is it's not accessible monetarily because these things are thousands of pounds. They are stupidly expensive for good ones, and. This comment was also superseded by the whole, they do this, they can read more now than they ever did with paper. And again, it doesn't get around the fact that we said Audible is your best bet. Wait, so you're telling me that if I want to read, I can choose something that may cost me hundreds to thousands of pounds that I can feel my way through, providing I don't have calluses from playing my guitar, for example, or I can pay £7 a month for Audible. Fair point. I'm just saying what the the feedback is. Well, I'm, I'm just... Just putting it next to each other. Yeah. Right? I'm just asking questions. Yeah. And on the calluses side of things, we do have another bit of feedback. This is from the Talk Ward cosplayer. Do the names get any better? No, not really. Um, From them, they basically said that Braille would be beneficial to them, but it's too expensive and inaccessible. And my thing is, like, that's the whole point of technology. It's cheaper, it's widespread, and it's accessible. And they basically their their post was quite long, but they were saying with like chemicals and heat from their job, they don't really have this sensation in their fingers, which means brain was very difficult. Hats off to them. They got a job, baby. Fair play to them. Fair play to them. And my genuine kudos on that one. Yeah, hundred percent. And it's not a glamorous job, what they've said, but at the same time, money's money. And what job it is? Exactly. Porn star. Yes, exactly. I assume. 
actor, <laughs> rock star. There's quite a few, but you get my point. Yeah. And final bit of feedback, which came from... This is from Mostly Blind Gamer, because everyone's a fucking gamer nowadays. And they basically said, is paper still useful? Well, there you have it. That was the entirety of their comment. There's no pro, no con there. I imagine it's facetious. And I would say I haven't used paper or written anything on paper in around 10 years. Do you know what? Very quick one. I fucking hate post-it notes. They're absolutely useless. I can't read them. They're in stupid colours. Why keep making these? They are useless. Yes. Fucking send an email, send anything, just a voice note, just whatever. Don't use post-its. Come on, people. Yeah. And stop killing the planet. Exactly. Stop killing the planet for, like, fucking paper. Yeah. Like, it's, it's pointless. Give me all of your post-it notes and I'll throw them on my log burner and add to the CO2. 100%. Speaking of CO2, we'll move on to quick news. This is Blind Quick News with your anchors, Cool Cleaves and Terrible Tea. Nicely done. So this is this a new thing we're just going to try out. We've just we're going to pick one new story we've seen throughout the week. Uh, if you want to read the whole articles, they're in the description. But we're just going to give you the rough crux of it. So Cleves, what have you got for us this week? Tattoo artist goes blind after she gets her eyes tattooed. It's a thing you can get your eyeballs tattooed. Lock it up. See the notes. It's fucking mental. I really want to speak to this person. So this was to do with like saline solution or something, wasn't it? I don't give a shit. We're not going into it. It's quick news. You're yeah, good. Quick news. <laughs> <laughs> so my quick news. A councillor in Bournemouth in the UK has basically said that medium and large dogs should be banned because they basically provide no evidence for this. And it was along the lines of they eat 20% of... It's quick meat. news. God. <laughs> I'm getting there. Exactly, eventually. 20% of all of like, the meat eaten is from dogs, and like they emit as much CO2 per dog as a Land Rover. No evidence for this. It's a load of bollocks. Read for yourself in, in the description, uh, in the show notes. Uh, what, absolute tosser, basically dog genocide, if you read what he actually said. So, we'll leave it there. And that was Blind Quick to Medium News. Thanks. You're a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> I never specified how quick the news had to be. I've got a deadline to work too, what can I say? Yeah, I know you do. Okay, so topic of the week. Oh man, we've we've <laughs> to be fair, we've used the topic of the week a lot recently. We have. I don't yeah, mind. Bring it. it back for the for the new year. Topic of the week. So what's the topic of the week, please? Uh, pod rape. I need to do a, a theme for that as well. Rape me in, baby. All right. Today's topic is... Are you fucking up your kids by coddling them? So coddling, if we do tea, explains it all. <laughs> you don't need the music here. Coddling, I think, is a British term, isn't it? Uh, wrapping them, your kid up in cotton wool... I didn't explain it, you just gave a different analogy. Yeah, okay, so being overprotective of your child, living their life, being, oh, well, yeah, just being overprotective. 
And this happens within the disabled community quite a lot. So coddling, I think, is a real big issue. It's dangerous to kids. It can really affect their lives in the negative. All right, but coddle me this. If someone's doing everything for you, can they not just do it for you your entire life? All you've got to do is find someone else to do that shit for you. And then not be an individual. Yeah, but if you have, an, if you have someone that does everything for you all the time, you don't need to be an individual. You can get someone else to do it. You're trained on society. Well, yeah, but you don't know that, do you? Because you've had someone else do it for a long time. But everyone else knows that. Oh, yeah. They'll they'll all know it. They'll all secretly resent you deep down. Yeah. But you won't know that unless someone specifically tells you. Let people live their lives. That I resent Okay. Firstly, for context, neither of us have kids. We don't have kids. We're not parents. But this is a warning to parents. And I am a kid. Of someone. And as am I, I've been disabled, just for context, disabled from birth like pretty much blind my entire life. Cleans is kicked in, what, 11? No, about eight, nine about years eight, old. eight, nine years old. So, like, still within like the school years, beginning of school years. So we know what we're talking about and what works and what doesn't fucking work. And this comes from my experience of seeing it elsewhere as well. From a kid's view, not from a parent's view. Well, we both have parents, so we saw what they did as well. So that that is also context. So, what is the issue with this, Cleves? Where do we start off? When your kids are growing up and you do everything for them, they then don't learn the basic skills. So, if, you're, if you have a kid that's blind and you think, oh, do you know what? He can't change his bed. She can't cook a meal. They can't light a fire. I don't know why they light a fire. Maybe they want to be an arsonist, whatever. Do you know, I, I, yeah. I, in my head, I went to the log burner in my house. Anyway, yeah. if they can't do any of that, then I'll just do it for them because it's much easier. It's less time consuming for me because I have to teach them how to do it and I can just do it because, you know, they'll always be around, whatever. Not Maybe. the point though, is it? Because then they can't fucking do any of those things. Maybe in their head as a parent, they think it's safer. Maybe it's, oh, it's safer. I don't want them to hurt themselves, uh, so I'm going to do it for them. Nah, let them hurt themselves. You seen that um, that Ray Charles movie with Jamie Foxx where he's, he's by the fire and his mum lets him fucking go near it? Yeah. And he's like, fucking fire hot. Yeah, well, it's a, it's a valuable learning lesson, that. Yeah. And th- this is the issue. And we saw it in Blind Young Things. And I, it's, I feel harsh for picking on Dan, but he's a really good example. And he wasn't the only there, only person He was there. one of at least 75%. Yes. Who can't do basic things. Like, at at the age of, like, 18 plus, can't do basic things. And we're not talking about, like, ridiculously complex things like doing your taxes or understanding finance. We're talking about making a cheese sandwich, to use the classic example. And that's inexcusable why that's never been... Especially if you left the fridge door open. Cardinal sin. So this is the problem, like, if you coddle your kids and do everything for them, they're never going to get independent. And you might think that you're doing them a favour, but you're really not. Sometimes it's just like, do it yourself. If you're hungry, make yourself something to eat. Like, you, you, don't, you don't need to just not do it for them, but show them how to do it, especially if they're total, and they'll find their own ways around it Yeah, to get things out of where they know and how to make things. But don't just do it for them. That's fucking... Bad. Yeah. You will you will fuck your kid up. It's like the, the classic like expression of like don't give a fisherman a fish, give him a fishing rod. 
don't think that's the expression. Okay, teach a man to fish. That's, that's what one. it is. Yeah. Teach a man to fish and he'll feed himself for, for his life, but don't give him a fish because then like, he's eating for one day. Yeah. Just to paraphrase it. And that's the same with your kids. Like, just, if they want to do stuff, let them do stuff. Let them make the mistakes. Moving on from this, this also creates a lot of social issues. Here's the thing, right? If your kid can't do basic things, then it then transfers into social situations. If you're around school, work, you know, any other kind of kind of social situations, because people know that you're different because you can't do the basic things that everyone else can do. Yeah. Whereas if you've taught them to do it, okay, yeah, they might do it in a slightly different way, but they can still do it. It makes them less different. 100%. And this comes out to confidence for your child as well. If it experience is the best way yes. to gain confidence. And a lot of like disabled children, and yeah, we, we know that, that the blind side of things more negative, but I'd say this goes across the, the board to disability in general. I, if they have no confidence, then they're going to be really awkward in social situations. They maybe keep their head down and they'll be very quiet. And yeah, if this sounds familiar, like your, your kid's really good at studying and they keep their head down, they work really hard at school, but they only maybe have one or two friends and they also have bullies as well like that. It's because you're coddling them, because they don't have the confidence from the independence that they'd get from doing everything themselves. And it sounds harsh, but get them to do their own clothes, get them to make their own lunch and stuff like that. Encourage them to be their own person and you'll find that it will improve. The best gifts my parents gave to me was the fact that I could iron, cook, clean, look after myself by the age of about 10, 11. Exactly. And most normies can't do that now. But it helps so much because it gives them that, that baseline confidence to be like, well, no, I'm an adult. I'm independent. I can look after myself. I have the confidence. like, And that's so much better than just looking after them because you know, kids do pick up on this shit. They, they know the kid who has their parents do everything for them. And that's dangerous because that's when, when you get sectioned off, you get picked on. That's what happens, unfortunately. If you're not getting picked on, then you, again, like you say, you can get sectioned off just the same as don't really want to hang out with them or hanging out with them because of, you know, it's community service, essentially. <laughs> but you don't want to be like that. You want to be hanging out with that person because you don't like them. Regardless of the disability. And if we move on a little bit from like the whole bullying side of things, okay, parents aren't going to want to hear this. Bullying will happen. At some point in your child's life, it will happen. It comes with being different. I don't care who you are. If you're disabled, there'll always be that one dickhead who will try and pick on your child. It's just because, and you can say, oh, it's because you're different, or they're jealous, or the stereotype, all the other fucking stereotypes. It's not true. That's kids don't think that much. It's because they're different, and they can get some social like big ups from their mates from picking on someone. They think, oh yeah, but what are you going to get from picking on a disabled kid? Is that going to really give you much like social credibility? Kids don't care. Any credibility is credibility, so it will fucking happen. Except that. And as soon as you accept it, you can work around it. The school you can't rely on to do stuff. But there are things you can do. Firstly, school is only one part of your kid's life. They're forced to be there. They're forced to be with those kids. They're in that place like six to eight hours a day. They haven't got a choice in it. 
And, you know, because of their disability, they might fall down a step and that might blow their credibility. But you can give them the confidence to, like, shrug it off. And you can also give them alternatives. Alternative friend groups. So other things you can do is, like, extracurricular stuff, like getting them involved in a hobby. So blind judo, fantastic sort of, like, it's, it's a competitive sport. I did judo as a child. I wasn't blind at that point. I was still partly sighted. But you don't need a lot of sight to be able to do judo. So that's a really good one. It's also adaptive as well mm. because blind judo is a Paralympic sport. The only difference is that you are in the clinch when you start any match. But firstly, it's a self-defense. Secondly, you're getting people, you're getting your kid to know people outside of their school. And there might have some schoolmates there. But then when they go to school and they're getting picked on or they've got that arsehole coming up and giving them issues, they can be like, well, firstly, I'm confident. I know I'm physically quite capable of looking after myself because of all the stuff I do for myself as well as the sports I do and activities I do. But also, why do I have to be friends with these pricks? Because I get on really well with the people at judo or netball or football. I get on really well with those guys. Because I've got other friend groups outside there. It's like at work. You get, don't get on well with people at work. Do you, are you forced to hang out with people at work? Of course you're fucking not. You go to the pub with your mates. Not necessarily the people at work. And if you get some friends from work, that's great. School's exactly the same. It's work for children. So do that. Like don't, again, don't be on their shoulder when you take them to these activities. Going back one step as well. Judo, great activity for blind people because it teaches martial arts, but also, it teaches you, it, it's a great martial art for blind people because you, you've got hold of someone. Once yeah. you get hold of them, at that point, you can make them submit, you can break their arm, you can smash their face in. But, you know, it teaches them to get hold of them. You might have to take a few punches on the way in, but by the time you've got hold of them, that's it. They're yours. Close the gap. Yeah. If you haven't got sight, close the gap. And that's why I, I've done judo. I've done other things before as well, but judo is like really valuable. Just get hold of them and, you know, that's, that's an invaluable skill for life. Because even when your kid grows up... Like, tells you to take someone down in a fight and yeah. then incapacitate him from that point. Exactly. You know, we'll say they're getting mugs in the future, like when they were grown up, you know. If they're a black belt in judo, you at least, you know, you're giving them the tools to a degree, what they can do to... You can put in, someone on the floor with judo, and at that point, then you can smash the face into the ground. Exactly. So Probably American History X style. Yeah. But without the race, we're really paragon in judo here. Yeah, but that, I, yeah. I think it really is beneficial, especially for blind children. But there are other things out there. Another thing that you can do is you sometimes oversubscribe to the disability, if you will. You will give your kid everything that they could possibly have. Like if you're um, if you're blind, you give them screen readers. You'll give them like a uh, personal assistant, personal assistance. Yeah, um, alarms. Liquid and things like that. It's just too much. All it does is really highlight the difference in that kid compared to another. What you should be teaching people, or what I think you should be teaching people if you have a child, is how to get around regular problems that a blind person or a disabled person may face without having to use technology if you can. The classic example, and we brought it up before, is pouring a cup of tea. You pour the, the, the liquid in, you hook your thumb over the side, and when the boiling water touches your thumb, yeah, it hurts a little bit. However, you will get used to that, 
and no one knows that you're having to use a fucking liquid alarm. Because when shit like that happens, people can see that you're different. And okay, yeah, you can make the argument in the fact that, oh, society should be more acceptable to people being different and having liquid alarms and all sorts of accessible tech. However, currently, they're fucking not. So... Haven't been for 30 years. At, at, at best, meet them halfway. And this comes down to asking your kid what they need. And if we go on another extreme of this, there'll always be the temptation to try and seek funding from the council to get like a PA to like write down stuff from the board and help your kid at school. Firstly, if you want to get them bullied, get an OAP following them about. That's definitely going to make them stand out. You don't want that. Especially with technology now. There's like, there's no reason that they need that. Teachers can send notes. There's so many resources online. Like the stuff on the board isn't really that necessary. And teachers should be better at that. Bring it up with the teacher at the like teacher parent teacher evenings if you're concerned that the teacher ain't done enough for your kid. But yeah, having like that, it's it's too much. And I wish that I was consulted when I was at school. Go with the donor and said, no, I don't need this person. <laughs> Yeah, but when you were at school, the world was in black and white, mate. Not that old. <laughs> I know, I was at school at the same time. Yeah, you were. Well, the same year, you dick. So, yeah, just, you don't need to give them everything. You just need to ask them what they want and what they think they benefit from, and then give them that. And, again, don't be sensitive about, if they turn around and say, I don't want this, don't take it to heart because you've, like, hunted and fought for it. If it's not for them, it's not for them. And just because you fought for three months that you could get a screen reader for them, and they turn around and say, I don't need this screen reader, don't then get like, oh, well, fine. You know. Best thing you can do is listen to your fucking kid. Yeah, it's their life. And just think, all the adaptations you give them now, they'll need them later in life. Think about what they'll be using realistically in their job, which you want them to get. Prepare them for that situation, which is going to be a lot of standard technology. Make yeah. them adapt to it now. Screen readers and all that sort of shit is fine. You can get that on any piece of technology now, but don't give them things in school which they're not going to have in a job. Otherwise, they'll never have a job because you made them reliant on things that are not really feasible. Right. So lastly, for me, and um, the reason I brought this up last is because I actually don't agree with your view about kids that are always going to get bullied. And for me, this is down to attitude. And that's why I've knocked it out last. The main reason I did not get bullied is because if I had a problem with my disability that showed it, I did not give a fuck. Because, well, I did give a fuck deep down, let's be honest. I'm just a child. However... (laughs) On the surface, if you can ride that shit out and not care, if you can laugh it off, if you can roll with it, then people will respect you for that. They don't give a shit. Like, if if they think, oh, yeah, he's blind, but whatever, he's walked into a tree. And you know what? He fucking laughed that shit off. No one cares. Because people will be like, oh, yeah, okay, Cleves is fine, but he's, he's the disabled one of the group. Everyone has to have a disabled one. It's like the law of the Goonies. Everyone has to have a disabled person in their group. You may as well have one that can actually fucking laugh about shit. And not call up the school and be like, oh, they laughed at my kid because they walked into a tree. And that's down to the person again. But as a parent, you can help that. If if a kid comes home and says, oh, you know, uh, the kids all laughed at me because 
oh, I don't know, I walked into a tree or I had an epileptic fit in class and I was sick everywhere. I'd be like, great, I fucking got out of class and I vomited on the desks. Fucking double win. Do you know what I mean? I'll be riding that shit out for days. You need to pick the positives of your battle, stick to them, and do not let any other person know about the fact that it bothers you. You do not ever need to do that. The attitude for me was always, always there. And I feel like I could be wrong because I feel like I do have some genuine qualities. However, a lot of the reason my friends do not mind hanging out with me is the fact that I don't give a shit about my own disability. Yeah. They all know about it. They're all fine with it. But that's because I'm fine with it. If, for example, my friend walked me into a fucking lamppost, and friends have done that, at speed, and it hurts, but you look past it and just go, don't worry, mate, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. You wipe the blood away, and you carry on, because that's what you do. You just, you don't make a big deal of it, you just keep going. And I feel, I, that, that that's why I say, you will get bullied. I have not been bullied for my disability. But I feel that is largely in part of the fact that I've never given a fuck about it. That's fair. But of course, yeah, we, we've given both sides of this. Exactly. That, that's that, that's why sides. I let you do you first. Yeah. Because you could not give a fuck to still get bullied. And here's the thing. It's easier said than done. It, it, it can't be a thing that you just turn on. There, I think the important thing is there's options, isn't there? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. There's options. Build confidence whatever way you can. Mm-hmm. And not giving a fuck attitude it's not something you're born with it's something that you have to develop and you have to hone and it's still difficult no matter how old you get but I think the the key is like the key is if you're a parent don't coddle your kids let them fucking do what they want if you can tell them that your disability is not an issue it's never been an issue if people are other people are saying that your disability is an issue don't listen to them just fucking laugh it off or more to the point, joke with it. If you can make a joke out of your disability, I find that's great. And one day, the world will get better. But all the time, it isn't. And, like, issues seem the same as they did 30 years ago. So don't expect change, meaningful change, anytime soon. So they've got to roll with the punches. Unfortunately, and this is this is maybe not what you want to hear, but your disabled child, or you as a disabled person, you have to make an effort to fit into society and be normal. They're not doing you any fucking favours. Do what you can to fit in. Normies suck, mate. It's, it, they're terrible. But, yeah, if you if you can make an effort to be as normal as possible, they will make the bare minimum effort to accommodate your disability. And, and honestly, more to yeah. the point, they won't care about it. Yeah, That's the thing. They will not segregate you for this. They will like you for you. Because if you don't give a shit about your disability, they won't either. Exactly. And then one day we'll have a disabled uprising, all the normies will be in camps, and then we can make them create, I don't know, manufacture VCRs, which are redundant, so they know what it feels like. I don't know, it's a tangent, I don't fucking know. As we said, we're not parents. Take this with a pinch of salt, but also fucking listen. Don't fuck up your kids. The, the point is, there's resources out there and there's alternatives out there. So there's no reason why your kids should have a hard time. So, so I feel like we've had genuinely 
productive episode. Yeah. That's not like us. What the no, fuck? What a change, yeah. What the shit? We don't do this. You know what? I can't wait to see the fucking Reddit thread on this one. Well, you'll see it in the links. So, in the show notes below, before we get to the final credits, you will find the Braille Reddit. You will also find the Reddit for this show. If you want to give a counter-opinion or have a discussion about coddling children, the pros, the cons, we want to hear everything, you might be mentioned on the show next week if you give something that's actually worth saying. Or not. But in the meantime, party on, Cleves. Yeah, see you next week, mate. Thanks for listening to the Seesaw Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Seesaw Podcast, Twitter, Seesaw Pod. You can email us at seesawpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok and Instagram at Seesaw Podcast or Seesaw Pod, depending on which one we want. But get us on the other places. This podcast was recorded in front of a blind audience. I love a good willy wash. If someone else is doing it for me, great.